Hello, everybody, and thanks again for for coming on and listening to another episode of All Over Overland Podcast. Now, today we're going to have Richard Matthews. Now, Richard Matthews is a British adventurer, speaker, and a mental health advocate, and he happens to drive the smallest overland rig I've ever seen or ever heard of, and uh, and he does it gladly and proudly. So you'll have to like probably Google up what it is. It's a Nissan Micra, I think is how you say it. Um, but it's a super cool little rig. Now, now Richard's also his passion is is about helping people with uh, depression and anxiety. Now he has found that taking these people out outside on adventures and kind of get them away from everything improves their mental health. I think it's fascinating and we have a great conversation about it. So stay tuned and give it a listen. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming on to another episode of All Over Overland. Um, today, we've got a fun guest, Richard Matthews, and he's got kind of an unusual vehicle that he drives, and uh, I kind of want to dive straight into it, so let's talk about... Richard, Let's first of all, hello, but let's talk about your rig. My rig, my tiny rig. Yeah. Or, or micro rig, as you could, could call it. So I've got a, a Nissan Micra, which by its very name is quite small. It's a two-wheel drive. And, um, it, yeah, it, it, it's somewhat ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, there's no other word to describe it, really. It, it doesn't weigh much. It's like 700, 800 kilos. It's two-wheel drive. <clears throat> and then it has a tiny engine. I think it's got like 70 brake horsepower. When it was new, twenty-five years ago. Wow. Maybe two now. <laughs> yeah, probably so. And and you carry, I mean, you carry everything you need in it when yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, for for me and several others, yeah. That's that's amazing. So now this vehicle, it's two-wheel drive. So now because it's light, I wouldn't imagine it gets stuck all too often. Or if it does, it's probably pretty easy to to get unstuck. I mean, yes, to both. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't get stuck very often. <laughs> it, it, and when it does get stuck, you just find four people and pick the whole thing up and just move it. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us tell us a little bit more about it. So um, it, it's an unusual vehicle for, for most of us that do over overlanding. But if you know me at all, I'm into unusual vehicles. So... How did you how did you decide that this was going to be a vehicle that you were going to do this with? Well, it goes back about five years now, and me and some mates found something called the Mongol Rally, which is a a rally from the UK or was the UK to Mongolia. And the idea of it is you have to take a vehicle that's less than five hundred pounds and drive it there. Wow! And then hopefully get back. Now. <laughs> We were looking at all sorts of vehicles, and there's a whole... I mean, people take minis, people take bikes, like 125 bikes, scooters. Uh, someone took a a Porsche once. That was interesting. 
uh, hearses have done it. But the biggest vehicle that has done it, or the, the most popular, is a Nissan Micra. So okay. we're like, right, okay, let's get one of those. So me and two mates, we got a, a one-litre Nissan Micra. Actually, it wasn't even that. It was like 986 or something like that. It's, it's absurdly small. And we, we drove it to Mongolia and back. And going through Iran, into the Stans, we drove along the Afghan border. And we really took that micro at paces. Like we lost the third gear, we drove without suspension, but it didn't go. It just kept going. I mean, we flooded the engine. We still have the same engine in that micro, and it still drives around today. Wow. Wow. So after yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. It's done another trip to Ireland, and we're planning on doing the North Coast 500 in Scotland in a couple of weeks' time with it. Okay. So now, you you do a lot of rallies with this vehicle. So that's a different vehicle. So there's okay. two of them. There's two. So then, well, actually, there's three. <laughs> it gets even has, better. <laughs> the other one hasn't really been as far yet. So that's that one. Okay. And then, I then met a gentleman, and me and him organized this massive trip to try and circumnavigate the globe. And I was like, right, okay, I'm going to get another micro. So I picked one up for 150 quid, and I didn't do anything to it. It's literally, actually, that's a lie. I had to change a gearbox because it was a bit blown. Oh, yeah. And then I had to change, then change that gearbox on the first day of the trip. I discovered that there was nothing wrong with that gearbox. It wasn't just back the drive shaft. And a CV joint, which I then drove about 5,000 miles on a dodgy CV joint, which I don't recommend. It's a bit noisy. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. So now, do these vehicles have like a cult following? They do, yeah. Okay, yeah, they do. okay. Yeah. Mine more so than the, the other one, to be fair. Gotcha. Um, mainly because we didn't really know what we were doing with social media back then. Uh-huh. But... Yeah, they do. And here in the UK, micros in general, there's a, there's a several groups. One of them's uh, got about ten thousand members. Oh wow! And a lot of people lower them down and race them up and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it, it has a bit of a following. Well, they they sound like a very durable vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> for for everything that you're doing to it and for it to to keep going, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. So. I can see why people uh, people kind of gravitate towards those and, uh, and and want them. So sounds kind of fun. So now you when you travel, you carry you're able to carry everything that you need in the in the vehicle, correct? In slash on, yes. In slash on, yeah, because you've got a a roof rack where you carry a lot of stuff. So if you if anybody needs to go and check out your your Facebook profile or what is your Instagram account? For the vehicle or for yourself uh, it's, at, it's at the rm adventures okay but yeah go check that out i mean we're talking about it but you're going to get a better idea when you actually see it um see a picture of it because it's amazing i mean the fact that you're doing it with a vehicle like that here in the united states you know people are like what in the world but um we're just used to big vehicles though so that's kind of what that's all about Oh, yeah. I remember when we took the, the mic through the States, it got a lot of looks. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Isn't that cute? The, <laughs> the best one was, is it normally has a shopping trolley on the roof or a shopping cart um, that we found in Montenegro. <laughs> we need a little storage space, okay? It's a, it's a long story. But 
the, the reason I mention it is that in America, it obviously picked up a lot of interest and people got very confused by it. And the main bearing seal went on the engine, uh-huh. the rear end seal. So I went to Nissan, I was like, yeah, look, can you fix this? And they sent me to a lawnmower dealership to try and get the problems. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So uh, that's amazing. So now this vehicle obviously is kind of why I got interested into talking with you. But then as I dived into your social media, into your Facebook, I found out that you actually have some causes that you're yes. passionate about. So I think I think we've talked about the vehicle. Let's get more into the, the causes that you're more passionate about and, and how the vehicle has actually been able to help you in communicating and, and talking to people about the, the things that you're passionate about and I'll kind of let you take over. Yeah, of course. No, I, I have a couple of passions and kind of like to instill a lot of, a lot of these into everyone that I try to meet. And they are kind of, one is, is the idea of mental health and mental ill health, uh-huh. mental good health, where, where we stand with those. And I've worked with quite a few veterans of PTSD and organized a lot of overlap or helped organize a lot of overland trips for them. And the effects that we've seen come back from that have been astronomical. We've yeah. seen people that have not been able to leave their homes to a year later leading expeditions. Wow. And it, it's not just military guys, just generally speaking, and I, and I can speak from my own experiences when I had bad mental health and I went and drove to Mongolia it didn't cure as such but it it changed my mindset and changed my mental health because it's a spectrum yeah. sometimes it's just good sometimes it's bad when it's really bad it just needs something to change the the brain really uh-huh. and there's a lot of science behind it and as to why this happens and it is kind of a thing going traveling going adventuring going overlanding does have an effect on that and i think a lot of people especially here in the uk and i suspect it's very similar out in the us and in most modern societies a lot of people are tied in and addicted to their phones i know i am oh yeah and we all are it's it's so bad that we just kind of in that space and that kind of ties into my my next point, which is how everybody's buying into it, into Instagram and social media. So if you, if you do look at my social media, you'll see I'm not the most active person in the world. That's mainly because I, I, I'm not a fan of social media, really. It's useful, especially with what I'm doing. Obviously, I, I have to use it. Yeah. But I don't like to. Yeah, my, that, mine's definitely a love-hate relationship. You know, obviously doing a podcast yeah, and having the the Facebook and the Instagram, you know, you're on it, but some of the stuff that you see just, you know, it, you know, it, you're keeping up with, with the next person. If you have that mentality that you need to keep up with their best day, because all we see on social media usually is someone's best day. You don't, you don't see the bad stuff they go through usually. Yeah,
on kind of social media and media in general. And that, that's kind of my second passion is, is more what people see of the world. Uh-huh. And I've seen my fair share of the world. I've been to a lot of countries. I don't know how many. <laughs> but what I have seen is that all the places I've been, everyone is kind. Yeah. I, I went to Iran and it was the most ridiculous feeling ever. Like, we were treated like celebrities. Hmm. And like, it, I, I literally mean that. Like, people, we had the police pulling us over to get photos with us. We had everyone pulling us over so they could give us stuff. We'd been given things on the motorway. And they were just amazed that there were Brits, Canadians, and Americans just in their country because yeah. they know they have this bad rep in, in the news. Don't get me wrong. There are some things going on in Iran, but... Where aren't there things going on as well? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and when you have the political climate that you have there, um, it's just, it makes it different. Um, yeah, it does. It does. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, there's, there's certainly bad people out there. There's certainly places that are not so safe. Yeah. And uh, that, that is certainly the case, you know. And you can say that about anywhere. I yeah. Think that, that's kind of my point here is that. You could go around sort of London or any major city. If you go to the rough parts, it's going to be pretty dangerous. Yeah, same with Oklahoma City. I live in Oklahoma, and, and there's places yeah. in Oklahoma City that you just got to be more aware, more alert. Um, yeah. Whenever I was younger, um, there was a pizza place across the street from my parents had a photography studio, and I would go and eat there. And Mohammed was the owner, and he was from Iran. And him and I became really good friends. Um, and even to this day, and I mean, that was 20 years ago, even to this day, you know, if I stop in there, he remembers who I am and he knows exactly what pizza I want and we'll sit and talk for an hour. Um, and he always told me the problem usually, the problem over there is that you've got 2% of the population that has all of the money and the rest of the population has none of the money. So they do barter and trade and and things like that. And he said it just makes for um, it makes for a hard environment to live in and for for change to happen, you know, like social change, um, for political change to happen because, you know, the people that probably could make the change happen don't have the money or the resources to yeah, um, to do anything. So, and then, absolutely. you know, and Dan Greck, I just had him on the other day. In fact, his podcast just released um, to the day that you and I are doing this interview. And he went through Africa, and he said the same thing. He said, you know, you go to these countries that, you know, we're supposed to have a bad rap, but the people are super nice. And he said, they're willing to help you, and they're willing to do things, you know, here in, you know, North America, because he's out of Canada. He said, you know, here, we've lost a lot of that. We used to have it, but we lost yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. And, and I think, to your point, social media has kind of isolated people. Um, so that they don't have to go out and and communicate with people or help people. You know, it's on yeah, social absolutely. media, so they see it and they move on. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's so prevalent. I mean, I do a lot of work with young people here in the UK as well, and the amount I've seen it change over the years, and it's, it's horrendous. Uh-huh. It's absolutely terrifying what's happening at the minute. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, you know, there's some amazing young people who are doing out there. But generally speaking, for what I've seen, the general population, 
they've got phones that are causing a lot of issues. And yeah, yeah. The associations with them as well. And and I know that the phone causes things in the brain to happen to cause the addiction. But I also feel like it, it's obviously not social media that's making us do this, but it's 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 revealing a side of our human nature when we get connected and and changes the chemicals in your brain. So it, it just it is changing us a little bit, but it's also showing who some of us really are when it comes to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's that we, the, the problem is, is that we have a choice. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't making a sensible choice. Yeah, exactly. To be honest. Exactly. Um, so when you, yeah, when you, when you, so you take people, you take people out on, on trips. Is that, is that what I heard you say? Yeah, so I do, I'm in the process actually. I've got a, a rally around the UK, which is kind of a, an introductory thing and, and run a few courses but also kind of my other hat if you will is i do a lot of mountaineering so i lead groups well i've got three groups going all over the world this year uh, for several months go to what costa rica malaysia and i've got an overland mountaineering trip to there, georgia <laughs> there you go this year. that's awesome well yeah, very good be good now, how can how can we find out some information about about helping you or or at least uh, following you um, as you as you're as you're navigating some of these things and, and having these groups for people to go? Yeah, of course. So most of it is found on the website, which is www.thermadventures. Oh, I think it's actually just rmadventures.co.uk. That's where a lot of it's happening, obviously, with social media and things like that. I am getting into the world of videoing, hopefully, in the next couple of months and going down that route, as well as talks. I, I do a lot of public talks. Most of those aren't online, to be fair, though, who knows? Yeah. There's been speak of coming to America at some point to do some talks, so. Well, that would be awesome. You need to let me know and I'll be there for sure. Um, so what's, what's your next, what's your next trip or adventure that you have, um, that's coming up next on your calendar? A trip or adventure or what's your definition here? Cause I, I'm on the road continuously more or less. Uh, well then you tell me, um, <laughs> um, not, not just driving down the road and staying at a hotel, but like, like something more adventurous. What do you have going on? I uh, got something every weekend until November. That is <laughs> awesome. I love it. I'm, su I'm super lucky that it, it's kind of worked for me in a way. Yeah. So a lot of stuff I'm doing Duke of Edinburgh's award, which is a really cool award for young people to get them outside in the mountains and volunteering and helping out with, with skills learning and uh, basically get involved with groups so i'm doing that and then it's kind of okay so the next sort of proper trip is i'm driving up to scotland in two weeks to do a three-day course up there taking people out to the mountains very nice so you do some survival training out in the mountains is that what is that what you were saying kind of yeah kind of kind of kind of so what will now when you take those people out in you know the mountains in, in scotland like 
what what typically will you guys you know without giving away everything but like what's the mission what what is it um that that you're trying to do when you're up there depends who i'm going out there going up with to be honest and um, this particular group is learning the basics okay learning how to use stoves how to use tents kind of footwork in the mountains what sort of terrain to look at and um kind of kind of looking at that and well as weather okay it will rain it's guaranteed to rain pretty much. So so you've got you've got a range of people that you'll take out from from novice entry level um, type people that are getting in, involved in adventuring, uh, mountaineering or camping and then I guess all the way up to full-fledged climbing a mountain and you know really really roughing it for several days and uh, and more advanced training. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Oh, very um, cool. I'm working on several other qualifications as well to really up the ante on that, to be able to lead internationally um, on some serious mountains as well as kind of the one I'm working on too at the minute. Okay. But, and all of that is found on your website, correct? Yes, yeah. Okay, and just... I mean, quite, quite a lot of these aren't, because obviously they're for other companies and things like this. Gotcha, are, okay. I, I will be launching several courses in the coming weeks slash months if anybody if anybody's interested actually coming on the, the rally in September there is talk of a group from Canada shipping some vehicles over which should be hilarious if, if it does go ahead <laughs> sounds sounds kind of fun yeah yeah so um so okay so you do you do some of this for for companies and organizations but you do have a few trips that you have that that people can sign up for um yeah, and they can just course, yeah. go over to the website and one more time what's the website i'll get it right this time <laughs> <laughs> it's www.rmadventures.co.uk okay well very good well hey i'm not going to keep you too long and uh and i appreciate talking with me go and go everybody that's listening please go check out his vehicle um, on his Instagram page, and then go over to the website and and find out kind of what he has going on. I think that it's something that um, you know, if you're able to help out or if you're able to sign up and go, then great. Um, it's a good cause, and it's something that uh, we actually need to be talking about a lot more because I think so many people don't talk about it, and it just creates a bigger problem. I agree. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate your time, and uh, and I hope the best for you. and And keep in contact with me. I want to kind of know what's going on, you know, as you uh, as you continue to do this, and uh, and if there's anything that we can do for you, um, as far as our listeners and the people on our Facebook page, you know, never hesitate to to ask. So, Richard, thank you so much for coming on, and I appreciate it. You have yourself a wonderful day. Will do. Well, okay. Evening. <laughs> evening. Yes. Yeah. It's evening there, and uh, and I always end um, our podcast with um, something for everybody to kind of to have have it sink into their head and maybe inspire them. And it's just simply to go all over. And it sounds like that's exactly what you do. And I appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. I'm not going to